0: And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus interpreted to them all the scriptures, uh, the things concerning himself. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. When I was a kid, there were these cool posters, 3D posters. You'd see them in the mall like the... uh, um, the calendars used to be, they used to sell calendars, they used to be malls, actually. Remember that, those days? And uh, so you're in there, and someone was selling these 3D posters, and they're just fascinating. They kind of made me mad, because they were just flat posters with all kinds of dots, and uh, um, not dot, our dots, but little dots that you put on the poster. So you'd have these all these dots in kind of different colors, uh, and supposedly they were 3D. If you stare at them long enough, you'll see this incredible 3D image will pop out. Uh, But it doesn't look like that at all. It just looks like a bunch of dots. It looks like a mess. And uh, the trick was, apparently, you needed to focus on like one dot or something like that, someone was telling me, and you learn how to actually see the 3D image. Am I dating myself? Anybody remember the, uh, anyhow. Uh, But, uh, so you had to look at this one dot, or this one area, just like the corner, right? And then the whole thing appears, and it worked. You would stare like right at the corner of the poster or like at a couple dots. I guess you just focus and then everything came to light. This whole large, I don't know, pirate ship or uh, sunsets or giraffe. I could go on and on. Anyhow, so you saw the 3D. It was amazing because it just pops out and everything just changed. That's really what God does to us, actually. We live in, we, our, our eyes are clouded. We, we don't see things as they really are. We really don't. We're born like that. We're born blind, quite frankly. We're born really not a, really understanding what's going on. And maybe you feel like that right now with this pandemic. But God comes to not just open our heart to Him, but also our mind to refocus it and reorientate it, to recalibrate it. And when He does that, everything else actually makes sense as i said earlier we're going through the ways that god does mission among us we'll be doing a mission we'll be doing mission among us at saint james last week community today we're going to talk about mind the christianity is not just the heart it's actually a change of mind a change of the way you see things and we see that in today's gospel lesson how that exactly happens how that's happened to us and how we need that to continue to happen to us. Chapter 24 of Luke, for those playing at home. Luke says, that very day, two of them are going to a village named Emmaus. And so it's Sunday, it's Easter Sunday morning. The woman had gone, ran to the tomb, right? And some of them apparently had seen Jesus, we know all that, but these guys, these two were already leaving. They'd probably been there the whole week for Passover. And they were following Jesus this whole time. And now they're leaving. It's the end of a festival. I have a favorite festival called Wheatland in Remus, Michigan. Wheatland fans out there, And same sort of thing, right? A great time playing lots of music. And on Sunday, actually, will be the end. And everyone sort of leaves in caravans, literally driving out of the park area of the festival. Maybe you've been at festivals like that. that's the same thing. Passover is a major festival for a week. People come from all walks of life, from all areas. Israelites um, coming into the the town to celebrate in Jerusalem. And now they're all leaving, and these two guys are too. And... uh, They're going to a village named Emmaus, only seven miles, that's walkable and runnable by the way, maybe you were gonna do a seven mile trip today. And they're talking with each other, but all the stuff that's happened, looking at that supposedly 3D image, but it's just a bunch of dots to them, see? And while they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. And it just dawned on me this past week, you know how, maybe you've never thought about this, but there's always funny shows about going to your own funeral, right? You hear that phrase? What would it be like to go to my own funeral? What would people be saying about me? It kind of dawned on me this uh, past, uh, past week, Jesus literally, um, we know he's doing this for a purpose, but I wonder if he's kind of curious, like how are they talking about me, you know? Uh, and so he's listening to you know, people as if he's going to his own funeral. And uh, he's next to them. And by the way, there's tons of people on this road. It's not like just two of them, and they wouldn't notice that another person is next to them. There's lots of people. Like I said, tons of people are going the same way. Maybe they're not going to Emmaus. Maybe they're going to keep on going. So he wasn't the only person there. So he draws near, and he goes, he's walking with them, this large crowd, but he's near them. Uh, But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. So, it's not that they couldn't see, maybe, but on purpose, Jesus does not want them to see the resurrected Christ. The good news, the awesome thing. Think about that. He doesn't want them to see that. There's got to be a reason. And he says to them, What are you guys talking about? Uh, What's this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? He didn't say it like that, by the way. (laughs) And they stop. And they looked very sad. I think actually in the Greek, like their their faces fell, right? Then one of them named Cleopas answered, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have happened there these last couple of days? Beautiful irony. Jesus, you're the only person that doesn't know what's going on. I wonder if you ever said that actually in your life. God, it seems like you don't know what's going on in this world. Maybe you're saying that about this pandemic, like, God, are you aware that there's a pandemic, that there's an economy falling apart, that there's a crisis going on? Are you the only one that doesn't seem to know? They say this to this guy, how ironic and how silly for us to talk like that because in this situation, Jesus is the only person that actually knows what happened. In fact, he's got firsthand experience being that he's the one that was killed, right? Same for today. God knows very well what's going on, more than you do. And then Jesus plays dumb. What things? And they said to him this, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who is a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel, yeah, and besides all this, it's now the third day since these, hap- these things have happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb, found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. What was the problem? What broke their spirit about jesus think about it what did they not get why did everything look like a bunch of dots to them i would think i always as a kid remember reading this and thinking um the fact that the ladies came back saying nobody was there that the very hint that there might be a resurrected jesus wouldn't that keep you in jerusalem See they actually heard about a resurrection and yet they're still walking back downcast and they've given up on this whole Jesus thing. Why is that? They make it really clear. They had hope in Jesus. What killed the hope was his death. It made no sense to them that God would die or God's son would die. And not just die, what do they say here, right? crucified condemned to death it's a legal killing like he is clearly uh, um, judged by the by humanity by rome and by israel as being a bad guy caught he's a loser and he dies a state capital death that's what killed them who cares if he rose from the dead what does that even mean that he rose from the dead why does that matter if he died gods don't die saviors don't die they don't look stupid they don't look foolish like jesus did and so it doesn't matter if he rose they're done with the whole thing and quite frankly too let's be honest they're thinking that's all ridiculous they're already totally let down by the by the cross i'm sure this resurrection means nothing anyways probably didn't happen They needed to have their brains recalibrated, didn't it? They needed to have a refocus. They needed to have their minds opened. They were so shut because it was the opposite to them. Good was evil and evil was good. A cross is bad to them. And so Jesus opens their minds because that's what Jesus does. He opens minds, not just hearts, Hearts first, but minds as well. What does he say? O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Savior, the Messiah, the Christ, should suffer these things and enter into his glory? The cross is not a uh, pothole on the way to God saving his people, on the way of being a Messiah. It's the actual definition of being the Messiah. It's what he came to do, and God talks about it. In Isaiah 53, he talks about it. In Genesis 3, he constantly talks about it. In the Old Testament, the prophets have been talking about this the whole time, that God would save for sure, but there's a suffering servant, that God would have mercy. All the sacrifices pointed to a Lamb of God who's going to take away the sins of the world is so important and it recalibrates everything, doesn't it? The cross is not anti what God is or who God is, it's actually the very center of who he is. The cross is the very center of how we understand who God is. It is the center of theology. If you don't understand the cross, you do not understand God. And if you don't see the whole world through the lens of God on the cross dying for your sins, then the whole world makes no sense Jesus recalibrates their brains and may he do it for you as well and what does he do he goes to scriptures and he teaches them how to read the Bible because you know what the Bible is a bunch of dots that if not taught by Jesus and centered and we don't look at the Bible through the lens of the cross it makes no sense. Jesus shows us how to read Scripture, and that is all the Scripture is not just written by Him, it's about Him, and it's about the cross and the resurrection, God's mercy and crazy love for sinners, forgiveness, and eternal life. That's the whole point. And that's why at St. James, one of our goals, and one of the things we do is we get people into God's Word and we teach and we teach and we teach because we need to have our brains recalibrated. Not just once, we get it in baptism for sure. We are turned around and we see the whole world differently. But we need that continual interference by God and teaching of God. That's why we have a school to recalibrate, to teach everything, whether it's science or math, through the lens of God and the lens of the cross. So that they can see, not a flat world, but a full world a loving God. And it changes the way you see everything, even this pandemic. The beautiful thing about having your brain recalibrated by Jesus and centered on the cross, the death and resurrection of Christ, is that you see things and it makes sense. Even this world and even this pandemic. We are sinners. God's word teaches that. And it makes sense now. That's why people are so stupid, (laughs) like myself. That's why bad things happen, because that's what we do. And the world is breaking because of us. And even this pandemic is a sign of that. It's breaking, it's temporary, it's falling apart, it's dying. But we can admit that because we cling to the one who died for us. That though we are sinners, Jesus forgives us. And the cross is no longer something ugly. It's something beautiful. See how it changes everything. The cross isn't something that's that, uh, is something depressed to be depressed about. But now it's something that flowers. It's gorgeous. Because it's God's crazy heart revealed to us that he even loves us. And welcomes us back into the family. And three days later rises again. So that we can see this world and we can repent when bad things happen. And we can deal with a pandemic knowing that eventually it's going to be okay just as Christ rose from the grave. And eventually we're going to be okay. Because God loves us that much that we are forgiven and we will rise again. Looking at the world recalibrated through the cross, through those glasses I talked about with the kids, Changes how you see the world, how you change, see God, and how you see your neighbor. No longer judging and no longer need to compare yourself with him or her, but forgiving and having compassion, even with these issues now, because they disagree with how much you think we should be locking down or vice versa. Your brain, ministered to by God through His Word, recalibrated in the cross, now looks at people not simply as enemies. competitors but people that God loves that Jesus died for and that changes how you speak to them how you act to them doesn't it may God recalibrate your brain today and that's what we continue to do at st. James with Bible studies class please come to those we have one on Tuesday at 730 now 830 Men's Network, Uh, we got them on um, our services Wednesday morning, Thursday 1030. We got a Bible study Friday, women's Bible study at 930. Why do we do this? Because we have to have our brains constantly recalibrated by Jesus, because we're always sort of shifting back into seeing the world in darkness. So they drew near to the village to which they were going, and Jesus acted like he was going farther. I, don't, I still don't know what exactly he was doing. But they urged him strongly, saying, stay with us. And I love that because, now no, notice this. They have not yet recognized that Jesus is risen, but it doesn't matter because their eyes have been opened. They yet have seen the risen Christ, and yet their brains have been changed and opened. And now they do see the cross because you know what? You can't see the resurrection until you see the cross first. That's how it works. The resurrection makes no sense if you don't first get the cross. And that's the Christian life too. They say, stay with us for it is toward evening and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he's at table with them, what does he do? He goes to their house, but Jesus doesn't just go to the house to hang out and go to the guest room. Jesus takes over your house when he comes into your house. And he becomes the center of it he's the center of the party he's the center of the meal he's the center of our life thank God and he takes their bread <laughs> blesses it and breaks it as if he's the host because he is and when he does this they now see their eyes are opened they're opened by God while he's doing communion and they recognize him all on purpose see what Jesus is doing you're not going to see the resurrection. You're not going to see the miracles. It don't make no sense to you. Or you're going to use them wrong until you first understand that the cross is the center, that God's suffering love for us is the center of our theology, our understanding of God, and our life, the love of God in Jesus. And uh, their eyes are open. They recognize him, and he vanished from their sight. Job done. And now they're like, Did not our hearts burn with us while he talked with us on the road? When he opened to us scripture? It all made sense. And their whole life changed. And what do they do? They go back. They go back to the disciples, to Jerusalem, all the danger that might be there. They turn around after their minds have been changed by God. And they see the whole world differently. Now the whole world isn't darkness and isn't depressing, and isn't fatal, but now the whole world is beautiful, and God is beautiful, and there's hope now for these two, and there's hope for you as well, because nothing can quench the hope we have of Jesus Christ. He conquered death after all, not even suffering. In fact, we embrace suffering because our eyes have been changed and rearranged, and our mind now sees that suffering isn't bad, but God uses it actually to strengthen us, to draw us closer to him. May God do that for you. May he open your mind today and regularly as you're part of things here. Turn you around and open your eyes to see his crazy love and people around you that need your love for them. In Jesus' name, amen.